0: Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The PowerPlace Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website. Good morning. Good to see you in God's house today. I'm excited to be here. That was really weak. Come on now. What an awesome God we serve. What a privilege it is to be in his presence with his family. I'm excited about next Sunday. It's going to be a good day in the house. You don't want to miss it. I'm I'm here to tell you, you don't want to miss it. Pastor Zane and Jan Anderson will be here to join us in our celebration of the mantle passing, Amen. and uh, I'm thrilled. I know you are too. Amen. Amen. Two guys were walking on the beach. They found an old brass lamp. First guy immediately started rubbing it. Sure enough, genie popped out. Before he could say anything at all, the genie turned him into a crab. The other guy was horrified, shouted, oh my goodness, what, why'd you do that? Jeannie said, you just rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> those of you who are parents, when a kid says, Daddy, I want Mommy, that's the kid version of I want to talk to your supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened to you, has it? No, huh? No. Tammy said she was sobbing her heart out. Her eyes were swollen. Her nose was red. She says, I can't see you anymore. I am not going to let you hurt me like that again. The trainer said, it was a sit-up. You did just one (laughs) sit-up. Okay. You're going to miss me. I know you are. Well, maybe not. I want to say a happy 92nd birthday to George Barnes this past week. Yeah. What camera's working right now? Where are we going? Right back here. Everybody turn that way and say, happy birthday, George. We love you here at the Power Place. One of our core values, honor. Honor up. Yeah. Yeah. We place the value of heaven on you because you bear the image of Christ. And we honor you, George, for your life of surrender to the Lord. George and Grace, they, they join us every Sunday by the iPad in their little apartment. They're a gift to this house, and we honor them today. Love you, Barnes family. Amen. We, we believe the Lord has nudged us that 2023 is going to be a season of supernatural suddenlies. And already in the first month of this new year, some of you have experienced supernatural suddenly moments. Your eyes have been opened to see his hand working in your behalf. You've noticed that he's working. Things that were out of reach have suddenly come into your grasp. Things that have been locked up and in process have suddenly opened up and processed. Miracle moments that you've been waiting on have suddenly taken place or are about to happen. And I want to say to you, prepare yourself for what's to come. Obedience is the key to setting you up for those miraculous moments. So get in position. Get in position. Whatever he says to you, just do it. Amen. Just like Mary said to the disciples. He doesn't want to do this, but whatever he says to you, do it. And as they obeyed, boom. Miracles take place. Obedience is the key to life. So stay obedient to his voice, to his nudge, to his word. and You'll be amazed at where your journey takes you. This is a season of supernatural suddenly set up by radical, outright obedience to his voice and his word. So let's keep walking boldly into this season. Amen. Amen. Nice to have my mother in law here today. Judy, welcome. Christy's mom, the matriarch of her family, and she's in her 80s now, 86. Amen. When we uh, left our church in Davenport, Iowa, God called us to go on the road with our family. And Christy and I and our three children lived with Dave and Judy in a 40-foot fifth wheel for two and a half years. I'll just leave that there for a minute. And we survived. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 17, in this season of supernatural suddenly set up by outright obedience. Now, Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, who was the wicked king that came into power, He said, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. Verse two, the word of the Lord came to him saying, when the word of the Lord comes to you, what do you do? You better obey because there's a supernatural suddenly waiting for you on the other side of your obedience. The word of the Lord came to him saying, go away from here, turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. It shall be that you will drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. There's the key. Obedience is the key to life. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and lived by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. What did God tell him? I got water for you there, and I got birds, and they're gonna feed you. I don't know what you think about ravens, not the Baltimore Ravens. We know what you think about them. But there are some Raven fans in this church I've heard. I'm sorry, we pray for you. And when we say go birds, it's not go Ravens. Can I get a witness? Ravens are a dirty bird. (laughs) But God commanded some dirty birds to feed his prophet every single day while he was by the brook Cherith. If God cares that much about one man, he cares about you as well. Because the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He cares about every detail of your life. And so he told Elijah, go and place yourself by the brook. I've got some birds that are going to feed you. Verse 5, so he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and lived by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. I don't know where they got it from. They were pilfering somebody's stash, okay? But God commanded them to do that. They obeyed, and therefore the prophet was taken care of every morning, every evening, and he would drink from the brook. That's an awesome God. That's the same God that can provide for you when everyone else is in famine. It's the same God who can take care of every single need you have when you don't know where the next check's coming from. I'm telling you, God is able and he will do what his word says he'll do. Verse seven, it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Because seasons change. What you've been gifted and blessed with right now, you may not have next season. Enjoy the season you're in. Take everything you can from it. Obey the Lord in it, and he will provide for you. Then the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Verse 8, then, somebody say then. Because when the season changed, the Lord always has something next. Don't worry about it. Don't get your pants up in a wad. Don't get freaked out. God's got something for you when that dries up. When that provision is gone, the Lord has something ready for you. Amen. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he pouted and said, I don't want to leave this. This has been nice. I like it here. It's comfy. No. What does verse 10 say? I don't hear you. So he obeyed. He arose and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the city, behold, suddenly he sees something a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please give me a little water in a jar that I may drink. As she was obeying that command, as she was going to get it, he called her and said, "Uh, excuse me, one more thing. Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. That's my plan. I got nothing left except a little bit and we're going to have our last meal. That's why I'm getting these sticks. Then Elijah said to her, Fear not. Do not fear. Go. Do as you have said, but, 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 make me a little bread cake from it first. There's the law of first fruits. It's the law of obedience. Whatever he says to you, go ahead and do it, and do it first. That's why the tithe is such a big deal. The tithe is the first tenth of everything you brought in, everything you work for, that, that first tenth. because it's an act of obedience and it's an act of first. The tithe was established way before the law was ever established. It's not part of the law, okay? Abraham, Blessed Melchizedek, when he came back from fighting a war, he had all the spoils. He saw the the prince of Salem coming. He saw the king, the priest, and he gave him a tenth of all the spoils. We don't have record that anybody told him to do that. He just knew the first tenth belongs to God. you're not tithing, grow up. Amen. Grow up and obey the Lord. Do not fear. Go do as you've said, but make me a little bread cake from it first and bring it out to me. And afterward, this is where faith comes in. Afterward, you, can make, you may make one for yourself and for your son. Provide for the Lord's house first, and afterward, there will be enough provision for you as well. Verse 14, For thus says the Lord God, Of Israel. The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. So, she obeyed. There it is. Once again, obedience, the key to life. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. Suddenly, that which was empty and on its last leg just kept filling up. Every time she took a scoop out, it filled up again. All of a sudden, there was more than enough. All of a sudden, suddenly there was enough oil, there was enough flour. I'm still cooking, I'm still baking. I don't know where it's coming from, but the the ah that's the God we serve. Obedience really is the key to life. It's the key. To a life of supernatural suddenlies. To a life of the miraculous. Miraculous provision. Favor that establishes the work of your hands for you. That's what scripture says. That's what the psalmist David prayed. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, yes. Surround us with your favors with the shield. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. That's favor. That's favor from God. You can't deserve that. You can't work for it. All you can do is obey. And when you obey, he brings his favor and establishes the work of your hands for you. You can't pay your way to the top. He's going to move you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was reading this story and I was thinking of how the Lord has miraculously provided for us all these years, Christy. He even commanded a widow to take care of us. Claudia Wolfe. You don't know her name. She invested in this house. Christy and I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit to leave home for our family ministries and travel with our own family. God spoke to Claudia and said, take care of them. We didn't ask for it. She just kept showing up at our meetings. She just kept giving us money. We didn't know why. But God commanded her as a widow to take care of this little Hollis family. I'm blown away. She's no longer with us, she's gone on to her heavenly reward. I can't wait to see her again. Just thank her for the investment. doing what the Lord asked her to do first. and He took care of everything else. We walked with her through through it all. And uh, he always took care of her, miraculously. I went back uh, just this last week through some of the email conversations I had with her, all the things she was praying for, and every time God would do something miraculous a faithful God. Hallelujah. What is it about stepping out in bold faith and obedience that God loves? And it gets his attention. He loves when we trust him. Somebody say trust. trust. There's an old song. that says trust and obey for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word. or the glory he sheds on our way. When we do his good will, he abides with us still. And to all who will trust and obey, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. For by it, the men of old gained approval. Faith is the assurance. I'm convinced of things I'm hoping for. I'm convicted that it's mine of things I can't, I can't see them yet. But I, I know there's a conviction in me that says, God's working it all out for me. And that's what the men of old got their approval from the Lord. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, and without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. You come to God, you've got to know he is, he's alive. He's alive and well. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you'll seek his face, you'll find him. If you search for him with all your heart. You can't come to him without faith. It's impossible, and it's impossible to please him. When you come, you come boldly. God, I know you. I know you're alive and well. I know that you are, and I know that you're going to reward me for diligently seeking you. That's faith. And I'll just say this. Everything God asks of you is a test. Look at your neighbor and say, this is a test. This is only a test. It's a test of the television broadcasting system. Some of you are old enough to remember that. And went, bee! How many of you remember there were only three channels and they went off at the end of the night? That was it. That's all you got. None of this channel surfing your whole life away. Everything God asks of you is a test, and it's a test. It's a setup for where he wants to take you and he, what he wants to do in your life. Everything's a test. And it's always for your good. Always. The question is, are you passing the test? How are you doing on the test? You don't even know it's a test in the middle of it. It's hidden in the everyday mundane situations you face. So you keep acting that way, the way you've always acted, and you keep getting the same results. Not knowing that the Lord is trying to take you to a whole new level and grow you so that you can handle the more that he wants to give you. It's a test. And the way to, to pass the test is to do what he has, obey him. Obedience is the key to life. I don't know if you've ever heard that or not, but <laughs> it's a big deal. Check out the Israelites in Numbers chapter 13. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, send out for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. The Lord said to Moses, I want you to send out some some men and I want them to look through the land, spy it out, the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. You shall send a man from each of their father's tribes, everyone a leader among them. I don't want you to pick the scum. I want you to pick some leaders. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran at the command of the Lord. He sent them from the wilderness of Paran at the command of the Lord. All of them men who were heads of the sons of Israel. These then were their names. From the tribe of Reuben, Shemua, the son of Zakor, From the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hori. From the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. From the tribe of Issachar, Egal, the son of Joseph. From the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Nun. From the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Raphu. From the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, the son of Sodi; From the tribe of Joseph, for the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, the son of Susi, from the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gamali, from the tribe of Asher, Sether, the son of Michael, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, the son of Bophsi, from the tribe of Gad, Gael, the son of Maki, these are the names of the men, Moses sent to spy out the land, but Moses called Hoshea, the son of, jo- of Nun, Joshua, He is known as Joshua the rest of his life. Because sometimes when the leader calls you a name, it sticks. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. He said to them, go up there to the Negev. Then go up to the hill country. See what the land is like. And whether the people who live in it are strong or weak, whether they're few or many, how is the land in which they live? Is it good or bad? How are the cities in which they live? Are they like open camps or with fortifications? How's the land? Is it fat or lean? Are the trees in it or not? Make an effort then to get some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zen as far as Rehob at Lebahemoth. When they had gone up into the Negev, they came to Hebron, where Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, were... Now, Hebron was built seven years before a zone in Egypt. Then they came to the valley of Ashcol and from there cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a pole between two men, with some of the pomegranates and the figs. Some of you remember the statue I brought from my dad's office. It, it, had, it was um, made out of olive wood, and it was the two men carrying this pole with the, the huge grapes on it. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster which the sons of Israel cut down from there. When they returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days. They proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron to all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Sipran and Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Thus they told him and said, we went into the land where you sent us and it certainly does Flow with milk and honey. And this is his fruit. Check it out. Big fruit. Nevertheless, nevertheless, verse 28. Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong, the cities are fortified, very large. And moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Amalek is living in the land of the Negev, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites living in the hill country, and the Canaanites are living by the sea on the side of the Jordan. (laughs) Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, we should by all means go up and take possession of it for we will surely overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are too strong for us. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land which they spied out saying, the land through which we've gone and spied it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people we saw are men of great size. There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak are part of the Nephilim. And we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight we started to see ourselves like grasshoppers. Ah, grasshopper. We started to notice we weren't as big, we weren't as powerful, we weren't as able. And so, man, they're so much bigger. The enemy's so much bigger. And I'm reminded of what David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. You can magnify your problem to the point where you become a grasshopper, where you become insignificant, unable, not able to even function in life. We came like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in their sight. I'm here to tell you today that every one of us have the ability to remove ourselves from the supernatural suddenly position. Warning, heed the warning. You can reduce yourself to a point of never seeing God work in your life. You start looking at things in the natural. You start making choices that limit God and how he wants to show up and show off. How many of you have ever heard of Joshua and Caleb? Almost everyone in here. How about Shemua, Shaphat, Egal, Pati, Gadiel, Gadi, Amiel, Sethur, Anabi, and Geul? No. You've never heard of them because they canceled themselves out from the miraculous, they ended up dying in the wilderness. These are the names of the 10 spies who risked their lives on an espionage mission only to lose heart, doubt God's power, succumb to fear, play it safe, fix their eyes on the enemy more than on God, and totally miss God's will for their lives. They pulled themselves and everyone who listened to them and followed them out of the miracle position. They were sent out by God and by God's command with a promise. He was going to give them the land. Are you kidding me? He just wanted them to take a look at it. Would you look at it? Take a look at it. Come back. (laughs) Sorry. I regret. Wanted them to take a look at it. Come back. Tell everyone else what it was like. Show them the fruit. Show them what's yours you'll just obey the Lord. And doesn't this happen to us all the time? We have a choice. Every single time. Am I going to stick my neck out and obey him? Or am I going to Look at my circumstances. Look at my surroundings and worry and wonder and say, oh, it's so big, it's so awesome, it's so ominous. I don't think I can do it. You can't do it. That's the point. It's not on you. He promised to give it to you. He promised it's yours. Oh. Numbers 13.1, the Lord The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, send out for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. Don't just send the riffraff, send leaders. Their fact-finding mission turned into a fear-filled mission and removed them from the surprise position the supernatural suddenly position. And instead of going down in history as men of great courage, great boldness, great vision, they are basically unknown. You read their names, you just keep reading because it's like, eh, whatever. These guys didn't do anything. Oh, but they did do something. They sacrificed their lives and their children's lives and people all around them to fear. Not in this house. Hallelujah. The only thing they're really known for is their voice of discouragement that kept everyone else from taking possession of the land the Lord had promised to give them. I can't tell you how many voices, negative voices, came at us every time we decided to obey the voice of the Lord. You can't do that. We left Davenport, Iowa, West Side Assembly of God, because God called us on the road to a Home Fire Family Ministries. It was in the middle of a recession. It was in the middle of a recession. And everyone, I, I don't know very many people that said, go for it, you guys can do this. Almost everyone to the person said, you're crazy. You can't do that. What church is going to have you at their church? We're in the middle of a recession. You, you can't, why are you, why? Why would you ever do that? You're, you're, you're crazy. You can't possibly be hearing the voice of the Lord. When God called Christian and I to go to Trinidad, everyone was a naysayer. Nobody believed. Nobody believed that it was the voice of the Lord. When God called Christian, my me and my family to leave home fire and start Hollis family ministries. Everybody looked at us and said, You're crazy. You can't do that. Why? Why would you leave that? That that successful ministry. Start out on your own. What are you thinking? I'll never forget the day we're sitting across from a pastor and he said, I want you to come back next year. So said, I don't want just one day of services. He said, I want a whole week. And I said, well, uh, next year we're not gonna be on the road anymore. And Christy kicked me okay what was that and that's what she said what was that because we really hadn't talked much about it i'd just been praying knew that the lord was calling us to plant a church the pastor said what are you going to do then i said well we're going to plant a church And christy looked at me (laughs) are you crazy When the Lord said, "Come to Kenneth Square," people looked at us like we were crazy. They're not a welcoming community. They don't want you there. No church has ever succeeded there. No spirit-filled church has ever succeeded there. There's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be the negative voice. We became like grasshoppers. And you can live there and eat the fruit of that. And it's not good fruit, I can tell you that. Or you can step out boldly and do what God's asked you to do. Follow his every command. And You will find yourself in the supernatural suddenly position. See, that's what this year is going to be. It already has been and will continue to be as we obey his still small voice, the nudge of the spirit of the living God. When we do what he says, suddenly he shows up. Oh, it's usually in the last minute of the last hour. You're thinking, God, where are you? Yet he always shows up because without faith it's impossible to please him. Let me just say this. Your your bad report will affect not only you but everyone around you. So avoid negative people at all costs. Look at your neighbor. Tell him that. Avoid negative people at all costs. Even if they're in your family. We have a bucket of earplugs over here. And if you're the negative voice, avoid yourself. I'm serious. Don't hang around you the way you are. Get into the presence of God and let him change you. Let him fill you with faith. Let him fill you with boldness. Let him fill you. Because your bad report will keep you from entering into your promised land. And it may even destroy you. And as it destroys you, it will destroy those who are near you. Don't be the reason why your family doesn't make it into the promised land. Don't nudge your wife right now, okay? Just (laughs) control yourself. Don't go home and say, Honey, I told you. <laughs> Be a Joshua and a Caleb. We can do this. With God's help, we got this. Hebrews 11:6. Come worship to Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Hallelujah. So in this brand new year, we're at the end of the first month. Can you fathom? How many of you are enjoying food again? How many of you ate too much on Monday and you paid for it? That was rough. <clears throat> wisdom. Lord, I need wisdom. So, in this new year, this season of supernatural suddenlies, let's step out boldly. Hearing the voice of the Lord, saying, This is the way walking, follow his nudge. Stand with me, please. God, I know that you're alive and well and still speaking today. I know you're a rewarder. If I'll just seek you with all my heart, you reward that. And you will suddenly show up in my behalf. Move mountains that I can't move. You are trustworthy. I put my faith in you and you alone. stand this morning. Mm. We dedicate ourselves to you today, Lord. To be like Joshua and Caleb. We don't even want a hint of the other 10 guys in our life. no negative in 2023. No fear. No trepidation. No worry. No hesitation. We're going to do what you ask us to do. Quickly, speedily, boldly, with faith. Hallelujah. Come on, just have a little meeting with you and God today. Right now, right where you're at. Commit your way to Him. Talk to Him. Just you and Him. Negative voices are always going to be there, but you don't have to listen. You don't have to listen. Whatever you say, Lord, we're going to do. Whatever you say, Lord. Whatever you say, we're going to do. Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. The PowerPlace exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the PowerPlace, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life.